Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Welcome to Comic Book Tales, issue number 14. Uh, today we're going to talk about one of the dirty little secrets of comics. There, there are many that people would consider dirty little secrets, but this is... We're in that time of time of year when the comic book companies, specifically Marvel and DC, uh, put together their summer crossovers. Um, and what is a crossover? Crossover means characters that appear in one book will then appear in other books, uh, one or more other books. Uh, there's typically a, a summer event, um, something that's going to change the universe that you're reading about or something that's going to dramatic, dramatically alter what you think about uh, the universe in which you're residing, uh, so specifically the Marvel comic universe. Uh, this has happened mm, for a long time in this industry. Uh, more, most likely, let me, let me go back a little bit. So a crossover, as we said, characters appear in one comic uh, that they don't normally appear in, and this can, this can occur in two multiple books. So you can have... Uh, characters like, let's say, the Avengers could appear in the X-Men and could appear in the Fantastic Four and could appear in the Hulk and, and just over and over because they're all connected with something. Also, what's happened is there's a separate uh, line of books just for that brief period of time, a miniseries, if you were, for that event. So where did this all come from? This all started in the mid-1980s uh, when comic book companies were really trying to boost sales. Uh, they felt like the summer was a good time to do this because kids were out of school. And, and let's be fair, most of the comic book collectors at that time were children, uh, teenagers. Uh, they were out, had more time. Uh, disposable income became more readily available through allowances and jobs and things like that. So they felt it was a good time to strike while the iron was hot. Prior to the 1980s, mid-1980s, you didn't have a lot of crossover. You'd have an occasional crossover, um, one-issue thing uh, with different characters. Say the Avengers did fight the X-Men uh, in the 70s or late 60s, early 70s. And, and it was that was fine, but it was a one-off. Maybe they each appeared in each other's book uh, for that period of time. But you didn't have these big company-wide events. Since the 1980s, it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger each summer. Or, and sometimes it can last for 12 months. Sometimes it can last for eight months. It just depends on how they want to run it. Uh, but it always promises to change the Marvel Universe forever. I'm sorry to tell you, it does not change the Marvel Universe forever. If you have followed comics for any length of time, anybody of value returns to life. Somehow, some way, they come back to life. And that's one of the dirty little secrets that... You can't truly kill anybody for long term. Even if they tell you, this is it, this is the end, it's never going to happen. They get a new artist, a new new author, um, writer for the book, and somehow they come back. And that's the rub for a lot of people write, reading comic books. Nothing ever seems permanent. Nothing ever seems to, to change forever. You know, we build up this big drama over, this is the end of everything, and then there's always, oh, wait, hey, hey, we're back. Everything's good. Excellent. Uh, most recently, Captain America, 
went through a time warp and became young. Or became old, I mean. Became very old. His, his age accelerated to his actual age. And now he can't be Captain America anymore. Now, how long do you think that's going to last? Do you think he, Steve Rogers is never going to be Captain America again? Captain America has died multiple times in the comic books. And somehow he comes back, same guy. Uh, it, it's, it's a problem. And I think the comic book companies need to start recognizing that. And the crossover event is also a problem. It's a huge, huge problem for certainly for the new collector, but also for the existing collector because you're reading these stories and you feel like you need to buy all of the books in which this event occurs, which is exactly what the Marvel comic executives want you to do, or Disney, I should say, at this point. Uh, they want you to buy everything. They put it out and they think you're going to buy it. And sometimes these are one-shot deals that are not even – Remotely related, they just put the title of the event at the top, and then they it's a one-shot deal about somebody or something you don't even care about, but you think you need it to complete the set uh, of what you're reading. And it's it's garbage. Uh, sometimes it's an opportunity to read a new writer or see a new artist, and maybe that's giving them an opportunity because there's more books to do that in. But it seems like a money grab to me, and I've been collecting comic books for many, many, many years, and I... I struggle at times to want to collect all of those books. And I've, I've actually stopped doing so. I read the books I want to read. If it touches on that event, great. Uh, if the event piques my interest that I want to hear more, then great. I will get some more. Um, last year it was Original Sin. This year it's Secret War. Uh, it, it's just it's very frustrating to the comic book collector to know that I have to buy all these other books that I don't really want to read just to get the whole story. What I've started to discover is I can get enough of the story to understand it's not that deep that I can't figure it out uh, based on what I see. And, and again, if I see something I really like and I know what it's in reference to, I can get the chronology. You can go to the Marvel website and get the chronology uh, of, of events per book. And you can go look at that other book or buy that other book uh, or get the trade paperback when the whole story is collected. And it will eventually be collected in one trade paperback. And that might be the ideal way to get what you want. Now, why do companies do this? We talked about that. They want to create uh, demand and they want to uh, sell more books. You know, in the 1960s and the 1970s, there were a limited number of books. I mean, there, there was one Avengers title. There was one X-Men title. There was one Spider-Man title. There was one uh, Fantastic Four title. And one Hulk title. These were single titles. They didn't have... Right now, the X-Men, I think, has seven different titles. Um, I'm sorry, the Avengers has seven different titles. The X-Men, at one time, had at least seven, maybe ten titles going constantly. And it was a money grab. And in the early 1990s, there was a huge run-up to to create these multiple books because they thought, you know, if you like this book and we give you ten more of it, then we'll just sell ten times as much. And what they did was they diluted the market, and it was a big crash. Uh, Marvel went bankrupt uh, because of some of those actions. Uh, they created the X-Men number one with uh, five variant covers. That's the other thing. The variant covers tend to be a money grab as well. And a lot of the books, they'll have multiple variant covers, sometimes two, three, four, five. Depending on how big the book uh, expects to be, they might have up to ten. And they're hoping you'll buy each one. The story's the same inside. Story is exactly the same. The only difference is the cover. 
so they're they're hoping you'll want to buy each and every cover, which let's be honest, do you need ten covers of the same book? No. You know, it's it's just not unless it's really something you this is the artist you have to have, you're just not gonna do that. So it's a money grab. And it feels it feels as though this is a business when they do this. And I know that it's a business. You know that it's a business. They're trying to make money. They're not doing it for free. But there was something simple about um, the early comics, the early uh, Silver Age comics, th- that were really about telling a story and the love of the story. It was more about story. It became in the early 1990s more of a flash and glitz. And, you know, people, honestly, there were people out there saying, oh, there's this new number one. We got to collect it. So everybody started doing number ones. And then Marvel and DC, to another extent, got into the whole game of let's reboot each series. Let's have an event that cancels every book or almost all the books, and then we reboot them with number ones. Because once we get to number ones, people will buy it. What they started to find was you got number ones, and people will buy all the number ones, and then the number twos would drop off, and the threes, and so forth. Because the stories weren't better, people just wanted the number ones. That's the other dirty little secret. Number one doesn't mean it's valuable. It's what's in the book. It's how rare the book is. You know, if, if uh, Spider-Man or Amazing Fantasy number 15 was available with 100,000 copies currently in mint condition, the value of those copies would not be as high as the fact that there's so few of them left. So people started getting better at bagging and boarding their books putting them in storage and keeping them safe and keeping them in better condition so that they'd be worth something. Well, guess what? There's more supply, so there's less demand price-wise. That's the, that's the other thing. They've, the comic book industry, comic book stores, encourage us to keep our things safe because it sold more product for them. But what they realized is it started to dry up the market for, in the high-value comics because of it. And a lot of comic book shops... Went on in that that roller coaster ride of yay everybody's here on issue number one and then boom 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 boom. Uh, currently DC is doing a, a crossover event called Convergence, and some of the books have been well received and some have not, and they've seen a drop off considerably from the number ones right on down through. We'll see how the Secret Wars set setups up for uh, Marvel, but I think you're going to see a similar action because people have grown tired of oversaturation of their beloved books so what's the solution my solution for me and i can recommend that for you as well is to buy the books you want to read if the stories cross over then the stories cross over so be it but don't buy all the books unless you truly want to read the crossover event unless you're truly interested otherwise you're just wasting money and these books are not 60 cents each they're four and five dollars each and it gets pretty pricey. Um, if you want to spot, if you want to buy everything off the rack every time it comes out every week, so be it, and, and spend what you want to spend. It's your money. But if you're just really trying to get the story, you want to follow a certain storyline, they're going to intersect. You're going to have crossovers, mini crossovers, larger crossovers throughout the run of any series. Uh, don't buy a number one just because it's a number one. If you want the book, if it looks interesting, if it's a character you want to read more about, then buy it. If it doesn't, then don't. Don't get caught up in this hype. Someday these things may be worth something. They truly may. But if you're reading comic books as an investment, or sorry, buying comic books as an investment, don't. 
because it, it, some of this stuff is great, some of it isn't. But it's not all going to be wonderful. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, buy it because it, it's something interesting you want to read. If you read it for the love of reading the comic book, you're going to be happy no matter what. If you buy it because you expect it to go up in value and become super value and pay for your retirement, then you're going to be disappointed in most cases. Uh, right now, you can't you can't sell comic books from the 80s, 90s, or 2000s up for anything. You sometimes can't even at face value. Uh, they're worth less than you paid for them, which is traditionally how most things in this world work. So the fact that you expected them to be super valuable... They just aren't. There were so many comic books. They weren't rare. Read them because you love them. That's what I do. I read the books I want to read. I read about the characters and the stories that interest me. Now, I'm going to track certain things because I've always read Avengers. And I'm going to keep reading Avengers because I like the Avengers. But if that doesn't interest you, don't read it. Don't read it because you know what? They'll cancel the book and something else will take its place because they don't have enough sales. That's how you tell the comic book companies, I don't like what you're doing. You can write all the letters you want to the editor. That may or may not have an effect. But if you don't buy their books, that has a bigger effect. If you love something, encourage other, people's to, other people to love it and buy it. Because if you don't, they will cancel the book. So that's the, those are the dirty little secrets of comics. Uh, but I, I still love them. But you have to temper it with reality. And this is a business, and these companies are there to make money. So if you can help them make money by buying the stuff that you like, great. That will get their, their attention, and they will recognize that this is something we need to continue, or this is something we need to discontinue because it's just not selling enough for everybody. Somebody's always going to be disappointed. But for the majority of people, you're still going to like what's out there, and you're going to get something that you enjoy. So that's been Comic Book Tales. Please know, let me know what you think. Rate us on iTunes. If you're going to make a purchase through Amazon, we ask that you click through on one of the ad sites on our website, hannatreeproductions.com. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.